all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Brought to you by Small Cases. Invest in ready-made portfolios created by professionals. Good morning. We're back after the midweek market holiday. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint. Today is the 13th of November. If you clicked the notification on WhatsApp to get to this point, you're soon going to have to shift to another application called Telegram. WhatsApp is stopping this service next month, but don't worry. Follow Bloomberg Quint on Telegram and you'll be able to keep listening to this podcast and follow everything else on Bloomberg Quint. Let's get started. President's rule was imposed in Maharashtra only for the third time in the state's history after President Ramnath Kovind gave his assent. Maharashtra Governor B.S. Kosyari had given the NCP, which is the third largest party in the state, time till 8.30pm yesterday to stake claim for forming a government. However, the governor then recommended President's rule, having been satisfied that the government of Maharashtra cannot be carried on in accordance with the constitution. Meanwhile, the Uddhav Thakre-led Shiv Sena approached the Supreme Court, challenging Maharashtra governor's decision of not granting the political party more than 24 hours to demonstrate requisite majority to form a government in the state. Calling the governor's actions arbitrary, discriminatory and a violation of the fundamental right to equality, the party said that the governor granted them half the time it had given the Bharatiya Janta Party, which was 48 hours. The recent Maharashtra Assembly elections, as you know, resulted in a hung verdict with no single party crossing the halfway mark of 124 seats. The BJP emerged as the single largest party with 105 elected members, but strife with its pre-poll ally Shiv Sena that won 56 seats means that it could not form the government. In important news on the Indian economy, its factory output shrank to the lowest level in eight years as a sharp fall in capital goods production underlined weak demand. The index of industrial production fell 4.3% in September. That compares with an estimate for a 2.5% correction and is the lowest level since October 2011. Vodafone Group's Indian venture may be headed for liquidation unless the government eases off on demands for mobile spectrum fees, according to the company's chief executive officer, Nick Reed. This comes after the Supreme Court last month ordered Vodafone Idea to pay $4 billion in past dues. With another auction approaching, Vodafone Idea already has $14 billion in debt and Vodafone has pledged to not put any more money into the business. Speaking of that spectrum auction... The Cellular Operators Association of India has said that the government is well within its rights to hold the auctions in the current financial year, but old operators are unlikely to participate if they have to cough up the statutory dues that the Supreme Court ordered them to pay. Moody's Investors Service has downgraded the corporate family rating of Macrotech developers, formerly called Lodha developers, to CAA1 from B3 over liquidity concerns. Moody said the downgrade reflects the continued uncertainty with respect to the refinancing of Macrotech's upcoming debt maturities. 
In international news, President Donald Trump has said that the U.S. will increase tariffs on China if the first step of a broader agreement isn't reached. He said this in a speech to the Economic Club of New York. Still, he noted that the world's two largest economies were close to signing phase one of the deal. A venue for the signing is not yet decided, though. In international markets, we're going to be playing catch-up with the rest. The US markets ended mostly positive yesterday with the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq climbing 0.2 and 0.3% respectively. The Dow ended flat. Markets in the Asia-Pacific region have opened with cuts though, with the Nikkei 225 losing nearly 0.7% last I checked. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How are we looking today? Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Global queues are muted at this point of time. The SGX Nifty is indicating a downtick, almost 30 points. But remember, uh, the SGX was open yesterday. It was up 7 points. So a marginal negative opening is something that we can anticipate. No Nifty results today, but uh, SpiceJet, Nalco, Lemon Tree, Rides, Thermax, Pidilite, IRCTC, Cadilla Healthcare, Bata, BHEL, ABB, Adani Power, Kaveri Seeds are some of the important numbers that we need to watch out for. Coal India results were above estimates due to better FSA realization and the PAT was aided by lower tax. They have the best ever FSA realization owing to higher supply of non-power consumers and grade coal and lower cost and higher grade offset the weak production figures. Britannia results were in line with estimates. The volume growth at 3% remained weak on account of macro slowdown. Lower share gains in the north and east markets impacted top line. The gross margin however expanded by 10 basis points and and lower ad spends aided the operating margin. The higher inventory was there due to wheat purchased in the first quarter and intercorporate deposits reduced. Adani port results were in line with estimates. Higher other income, lower forex exchange loss and deferred tax aided profit. The company lowered its volume guidance to 8-10% to from the earlier 10-12% to for FY20. Hindalco results were in line with estimates. The profit was impacted on account of lower other income and higher other taxes. Standalone EBITDA was impacted by lower LME prices and monsoon. India performance was weak, Novelis was strong. Orbindo Pharma was in line with estimates. The debt reduction is positive. Growth was led by the US and European markets. ARV and API businesses were weak and gross margins was aided by superior product mix. Mahanagar Gas results were in line with estimates. The strong margins was due to higher than expected gross spreads and EBITDA per SCM. But the volume growth disappointed just 1% overall volume growth and that was led by weakness in all the segments. And that was mainly on account of disruption in gas supply due to the ONGC fire, extensive monsoon and slowdown impacted the volumes. So CNG residential volumes as well as PNG commercial, all of them were rather weak. NMDC in line with estimates, the second quarter was impacted by lower volumes while higher exports inflated the cost. The margin was impacted due to higher cost due to exports in the volume mix. Phoenix Mill's strong traction was seen on the mall portfolio while the hospitality revenues were weak. Pune was the top-performing mall, while growth resumed at High Street Phoenix. Metropolis, strong set of numbers. Profit was aided by lower tax, but uh, the overall revenues for B2C segment were strong and came in much higher than last year. Indian hotels' results were above estimates. Industry-leading repair growth and sustained cost control aided the financial. 
InfoEdge results were in line with estimates. The recruitment and real estate business showed strong growth. Among the other numbers, strong earnings from Prestige Estates, Cochin Shipyard, Astra DM, AB Fashion and Sanofi in line from Adani Gas and Abbott. And weak numbers from Sun TV, Adani Enterprises, Edelweiss, CG Power, Natco Pharma, Vietech Vabag, Vinati Organics and EIA Engineering. Lupin will be in focus. They have sold their Japanese subsidiary Kua Pharma for 3,700 crores. It's 10% of the revenues. And the management expects the deal to be APS secretive and the analysts do agree with that. Lupin will have a net cash inflow of $300 million, which will aid debt reduction. Bloomberg reports that Tata Motors has approached BMW and Chinese company Geely for partnerships. Avanti Feed says that the premises were searched by the income tax authorities from November 7 to 11. Eloise Financial says that PE firm Sung Capital along with co-investors will invest up to $75 million in Edelweiss Global Investment Advisors and Mint reports that uh, the Munjal Group as well as Himendra Kothari are in talks to buy 10% each in Yes Bank. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website bloombuckquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Sarshan. Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuinn.com. So don't forget to check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 